God, it's so fucking gorgeous on the trail today. Man, I see so many birds. Oh my God, look at the blue jay. Uh, oh, oh no. Okay, there's someone coming. All right, yeah. Yep, all right. Make sure you say hi. Put on a smile. Yep. Hi, good morning. What the fuck are you doing? What? Okay, back the fuck up. You're being really weird right now. Hi? Out here? In this environment? Have you read the news lately? Power bottom. Hello! Hello! And welcome to... Homegrown Main spooky podcast about main spooky things, true crime, horrors, murders, ghouls, goblins, all that fun stuff. We have so much fun here. I'm B, a co-host. I'm Jackson, a co-host. Yeah. How are you, buddy? I am doing pretty good. Yeah? Good this, week? Yeah, this week has been a lot. Yeah. I think I'd mentioned on the previous podcast we were going to go to the Ren Fair. Did not happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just because of a host of things held us back. So, that that kind of stunk. But on the plus side, now I know how to plead a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> and you can have this for uh, future, you know, family reunions. Unions, yep. Uh, any Celtic festivals you might be going to in the future. Absolutely. There's probably like a handful. It's super funny because I was going to, because I have to do two days in the office and one of the, I, I was going to go in on Thursday, but instead of going to bed early, like I normally do when I go into the office, I stayed up late watching RuPaul's Drag Race and... Practicing folding my kilt, <laughs> pleading my kilt. Um, and that got laughs from my coworkers. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, that's such an odd thing to do. It's a very strange set of um, but activities. Now, but now I'm really fucking good at pleading a kilt. Dude, crushing it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How you doing? I'm fantastic. I didn't do anything exciting like pleading a kilt or anything like that. Um, as far as dumb, nerdy things... Um, I might be getting another D&D group kind of together at some point. Why? Because ours fell apart. <laughs> ours is just very inconsistent. Unfortunately. We'll still play, I'm sure. Um, but we never seem to have... Like, we've, we've, we'll have we do like three months in a row and then it like kind of is yeah. pit, scattered a bit. Um, but that's fine. So yeah, I'm trying to get something more consistent so I can have that in my life more. I might be DMing the group <gasps> actually. Cuz sometimes when you play D&D, no one really wants to DM cuz it's a lot of work. Um but sometimes if you play enough D&D, you get to the point where it's like, all right, I guess I got to give back to the community now. If you need a chaotic bard, I'd love to join. There we go. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll pull, pull you into the uh, Christian D&D group. <laughs> Behave. <laughs> uh, that feels like an oxymoron. Does it? Yeah, with like uh, the D and D demonic panic or satanic panic or whatever. Yeah. yeah, just a little bit. But I understand it is also the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. People are a little the... more understanding now. Oh, for sure. I hope one of them is a warlock to even like drive that home a bit. You know. Yeah, they <laughs> they got a pact with a fiend. You know, whatever. Uh, yeah. So, and then I'm also playing Armored Core. Uh, Armored Core update. I never have time to play this because sometimes I just don't want to fucking be that stressed playing a video game. I'm going to use this as my stress tool today. Please don't hurt yourself. I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm just going to squeeze it a lot. I don't know. What, what is they this are, even? They are nippers. They are used for cutting out pieces of Gundam model kits. Perfect. This is fits perfectly in my hands. Um, so, playing AC6, just give an update. Uh, got the got through the sea spider that was a while ago. Now I'm fighting the ice worm. Easy game, easy game. Don't know what everyone's deal is yeah. with it. Easy, get good, no problems here. I do feel that way sometimes, where it's just like uh, this is so you have like a yeah. very you're good at very uh, specific games, which is interesting to me. Like you love the fighting games, and you're like pretty all right at them. I think. Yeah. You know, Jackson bought me Street Fighter for six for my birthday, and like 
it's been it's just been a very long time. Yeah. So yeah. I was super rusty. <laughs> Kicked her ass. <laughs> you did. You did. Um, I'm also. I'm, I've also played a lot of fighting games too. So yeah, there's, there's it's, that. Because I used to kick everybody's ass. Like yeah. basically, we'd play it tournament style, and I used to kick Allegra's ass, Emily's ass, Anna's ass, Gabby's ass, and I'm like, okay. Have you tried the um, the <laughs> new control style that they have on Street Fighter Six yet? No, I think we did classic. Yeah, we did the classic, which is like technically harder. They have a new style where I forget what the name is, but basically, they make it more easy to do combos. Like a oh yeah, of I did switch to it. Yes, it is much easier. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's literally like direction, couple buttons, and then it's like, a lot. You're it's good, a lot easier rather than Street Fighter, which is like quick dashes of like across the stick and like it's hard. Hope that it connects. Yeah, and I mean these days I'm definite. I love because the thing is I also love turn based. Oh my gosh! You know I'm yeah. a big I'm I'm a big proponent of old school Final Fantasy. Yeah, um, that's one reason why I like Honkai Star Rail so much. Yeah. As opposed to like, Genshin is fine. Like, uh, what's the, the Gen- Breath Gen- of the Wild is fine. Yeah. My preference is, I also love like your Fire Emblems where like you're on the map and it's turn by, you know, turn based. I just, I, I really like that. <laughs> it's a, it's a cool, I like turn based as well. And I think one of my favorite turn based games is called Banner Saga. Mm-hmm. Have you played this? I've not played, but I, I've heard. I think you'd really like it because it's also turn-based. It's probably a little... Um, a lot of it is about strategic placement of your enemies and like exploiting those weaknesses um, because you don't have an insane amount of movesets. You have a character, and like in the first game, you have like one special attack. You might get two if you like invest enough skill points into it. But mm-hmm. you have like one special attack, and then you have regular attacks. But there's a bunch of like conditional rules that are set in place with the combat that basically like make it so, okay, if your archers are staying put and an enemy has armor broken, your archers will get a bonus. But if they move, they don't get that bonus. So there's mm-hmm. like, a, it's a, it is focused a lot on like funneling and like placement of everybody. Thank you for the recommendation. Also, you know what else is a recommendation today? Uh, murder? No, today's story. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was recommended to me. Um, one of the things that I think is really interesting is when I, you know, when I talk about the podcast at work mm-hmm. or like when I meet people with family, everyone always kind of asks, do you ever think that you're going to run out of main stuff to talk about? No. And I, I, we've talked about it. I've really when we when we first started, we thought we're gonna run. We're, out we're gonna of stuff. run out. Yeah. And we we've also we've talked about it. I've thought about it, and we've also done some main adjacent stuff like Israel Keys and Mayor Smith. But when I also will talk to people specifically who are in different parts of Maine, like for example Anna's dad or the coworker who recommended this. Thank yeah. you, Sloan. Um, usually they're like, have you ever heard of this? Have you done this yet? And I'm like, I've Googled. <laughs> I've Googled like main hauntings, main murders, like thousands of times. Various. At this. And yeah. it really blows me away how many stories are actually buried either by the SEO or just you aren't using the right google search keywords to find them it is kind of frustrating because you want the seo has become its own worst enemy i remember (laughs) yes using google back in the day uh when it was like a much newer search and i'm talking like later 2000s is when i started it but it was a lot easier to search for information that was more pertinent to what you were looking for. I remember I got really good at searching on Google because I was able to like articulate the specific question to actually bring yes. up the right like sources for the answer. But today, I agree, you do it that way. And it's the same kind of like sometimes you end up getting like the same fucking sources. You really do. Even when you like change the question up enough, Mm -hmm. it really is like a highlighting of certain, um, I don't know how the algorithm is set up, but really just highlights specific like keywords within your search to actually like Mm -hmm. bring stuff up. And And even with, even with this particular story, it was hard even using the correct keywords Mm -hmm. 
and I'll get to that. <laughs> but again, thank you, Sloan, for like recommending this story. She's like, oh, have you, you know, have you ever done this? And I was like, I've never fucking heard of that. <laughs> but again, it was another one of those, how did I miss that sort of stories? I feel that a lot. Yeah. I also got some really severe deja vu because oh. when I started looking at it, I'm like, we've done this. We've absolutely done this. We haven't. There is just a story that is extraordinarily similar to this, and we are going to get to it. Oh my goodness but, gracious. So in autumn of 1972, the year my mother was born, two women were walking along the beach on Lane Island, which is right off of Vinyl Haven. Are you? I think the, uh, Emily used to play soccer up there. Yeah. It's an island. You have to take a ferry from Rockland to get there. They spotted a young woman lying on the beach. And they thought she was sunbathing, so they called out to her. People on Reddit were very upset about this detail. About they're like, calling out to yeah, her. they're like, if someone looks like they're at peace and just like minding their own business, why the fuck would you call out to them? And I'm like, you don't live in Maine, do you? It's more of like, a, I I don't think calling out is the right word. It's probably just like, hello. Yeah, I think that there's. It's like, more oh, of hi. like a courteous hello. So also because if you're sunbathing and you just hear footprints, yeah, like. It's Maybe it's a bit better to actually have someone say hello, and you're like, okay, friendly person. I found this really. This is. I found this really funny TikTok where it's it's making fun of white people while hiking, and holy shit, it's me. You know, it's like because when you pass by, they're like, oh hi, hi, good morning, hi there, hi. Oh, are you guys heading down there? Oh my god, it's so beautiful. Yeah, if you just go right down, you just take a left, and there's a beautiful waterfall there. You guys are gonna love it. Have a good day. Oh my god, and I'm like, oh, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. But that's the thing. Like, that's sort of what I when I read that. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, it's you're walking just a along, friendly... and you're like, oh hi. Yeah, that's not calling out. You yeah. know, I don't think it's like, oh, are you all right? Like, hey, lady. But yeah, so people were just sort of like. That's sketchy. That's that's, that's uh, suspicious. Calm down, right? And I'm like, mm, calm down, guys. Yeah. But unfortunately, like, so there was no answer. And unfortunately, to their horror, what they had actually come upon was not a peaceful sunbather, but were the remains of an unidentified teenage girl. Oh, no. An autopsy was performed. And it was discovered that she had bruising along her face and neck. Mm. But the probable cause of death was officially stated to be drowning. With a small question mark placed next to a little box that said suicide? Question mark? They just put a question mark? Yes. They just put a question mark. Can they do that? I guess so. I guess they. I guess that's your initial impression. And then the... the you hand it off to the police and then they do their job. Well, I think that's Maybe. like an initial, it's the starting of a case file, I guess. Yeah. And then they would just kind of give details. And then forensics would probably add more information to confirm or deny whatever was presented. It really seems like, like it, it really seems like that's what this was. Yeah. Um, they were just kind of like, eh. Maybe. She had no identification. Actually, that's probably better. Sorry. But that's probably better that they write a question mark because they don't, they're They're not not just jumping to They're saying, I'm not ruling it out, but yeah, Yeah. you're fair. Fair. The girl had no identification on her. So the police began trying to put the pieces of the story together. They did trace her to an inn on Vinyl Haven and they found that everything in her room had been removed. While they had a name from the inn's ledgers, they did find that it ended up being a false name. Not sure how they came to it. Don't know if it was something like Jane Doe or something. Like, it. maybe it was something, like, obviously fake. But police come to the conclusion, this is not her real name. Huh. I, yeah, I'm kind of curious how they would come up with that conclusion if... Wait, did they, like... I guess maybe they, they confirm who she was through database? We'll get there. Blood? Parents of missing girls from the area came to Maine to attempt to ID her to see if this mysterious woman, young woman, was their daughter, but no positive IDs were made. From what I can tell, I don't know how long, I don't know, like, I don't know how long from, like, when her body was found to when they kind of 
I guess, quote-unquote, gave up. But they ended up burying her in Seaview Cemetery with a grave marker that read, Unknown, 1972. Oh, how long did they wait? I don't know. Huh. I really don't know. She became known to the locals as the girl with the red purse. That's upsetting. Because those who had seen her, because she had been staying on the island for a little while, they had seen her walking around, and they all noted she always carried a red purse with her, which was noticeably absent from the location they found her remains, and also in her hotel room. That's really weird. But all of her stuff was gone, too. Mm-hmm. Including the red purse. Including the red purse, yeah. But I'm, what I'm saying is, like, it's not like they went there right. and all of her stuff was there. See that so to me if like if just her red purse was missing and all of her stuff was there, it that would make me think this was a robbery gone wrong or something. Okay, I see what you're saying. Versus like this is way more mysterious. That every yes. Everything is gone. Everything has been moved. Yeah. The but that this is and I'm gonna take the pin out, because remember how I said it was kinda hard even when I knew this. Uh-huh. Just looking up girl with the red purse. Lots of ads for Birkins. <laughs> that makes sense. Lots of like uh, Poshmark yeah. stuff. There's also a travel blog called Girl with the Red Purse. Oh, man. To even like confuse things further. Yeah. Well, I guess when you come up with a catchy name, you're uh, especially with this, you're not coming. You're not saying like, oh, we better make sure no one else has this. Right. Something that was even more surprising was one day. Mm-hmm. A dentist from Maryland reached out to the police because he saw the sketch of the identified girl in the Annapolis Evening Capital and believed that she may have been one of his patients, Bella Baldwin. Bella Baldwin. It was Bella Baldwin. Wow. Bella was a 19-year-old, and she grew up in Reisterstown, Maryland, mm-hmm. and was described by her stepmother as being a little different. Gretchen Baldwin told the Bangor Daily News in 2009, quote, She was a recluse. She was odd and mentally unbalanced. You never knew where you were with her, unquote. She loved to write poetry, and her parents had encouraged her to go to London to study art. Bella had attempted to take her own life more than once, which had ended unsuccessfully. While it's not clear what incentivized her to take a trip to Maine from the letters that she wrote to her friend back home, it did seem like the journey was going to be a positive one. Quote, It was so beautiful. The ferry pulls away from land and moves through the water. Oh, I was in such a state of a perpetual heart attack. You could see the mountains in the distance rising through the haze of a cloudless morning. Unquote. So, young girl has some... This is also 72. I really don't think mental health was at the forefront. So it seemed like her parents were just kind of trying to do the best they could. Mm-hmm. It is not clear if they knew she was taking the trip. That was never anything that I didn't really get that. Because it seemed like it was a shock when they found out like, oh, yeah, your daughter's buried in Maine. Yeah. So they weren't calling out for her search at all. Supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, this is very similar to a case we've done before. Lady of the Desk. Yeah. That's why I thought, I was like this, I was like, oh yeah, we've done, and I was like, holy shit, this is not the same case. Yeah, very similar. Um, Yeah. Isn't that insane? It is so strange. Um, But I could see like, they're used to their daughter kind of moving about. Mm-hmm. So that they wouldn't make that call out. And that, that's what I thought is like, maybe they knew she was taking a trip. Maybe they didn't know where she was going. And if not, like we have cell phones. Like my sister just took a trip and my mom was saying like she like she was texting us all and yeah, sending yeah. us photos. That's not really something. It, she did send a letter to a friend, like a friend had a letter in hand. Right, right. So at least somebody knew where she was. Yeah. You know? I don't think anybody was expecting that you no. know uh, uh, did they know what she was wearing when she was found no okay they there, didn't write those details down no i not that i could find okay how many days was she like seen in maine 
I also don't. There, they so said there that, are... like, they, the witnesses said they, like, saw her walking about. Mm-hmm. So the, let me also be very clear. So there are people who have done, like, extensive research, but I think it's because they're locals. Okay, And gotcha. they are going through the physical archives. Right. There was one Down East article from 2008 that I could not get my hands on. I would have to would have had to contact the library. They do have it, but mm-hmm. and then the rest were like I had two Bangor Daily News articles, one from 2009, one from 2012. I had a Reddit post and I also had like a listicle. Gotcha. It I could not find like it the one of the Bangor Daily News articles did reference an older article Mm-hmm. from the newspaper which they obviously the 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 author obviously had access to because they work at the Bangor Daily News. Right. So, but it does seem like it's there like if you want to dig through the actual archives, but the other thing um that is worth noting there's some people believe that there actually was no um investigation ever done they just think that no one's given a shit there was no actual investigation i mean based on we'll get there okay i have some well okay i had another uh, i guess Mm -hmm. getting to that like the thing that's so glaring to me right now is just the fact that it's like obvious evidence of some kind of strangulation but then ruling it as a drowning it's like no 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 that doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense right there. So that I get, immediately I get, is like that stands out really, really sharply. It it does. Yes. And it also stood out. It there are it there are a lot of people that like this. A lot of this does not make sense. They the Baldwins, her parents, they did swap out the gravestone. She is still buried in Maine. Um, in Maine. Yeah. But her new grave says, I catch the sun in my fingertips. Which is, that's gorgeous. That's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, so what we do know is Bella took a bus up the coast into Rockland, where she checked into the Navigator Motel, which seems like she used her actual name. Mm-hmm. And then she took a ferry to Vinyl Haven, where she checked into the inn under a false name for reasons that we still do not understand or know. There are very, (laughs) there are so many unanswered questions. Plenty of folks thought, you know, oh, we know who the girl with the red purse is now and the case is closed. Pack it up, boys. There are others that are bothered by the circumstances of Bella's death. It may be very easy to write off Bella's story as the story of a suicidal girl who came to Maine to end her life, or as somebody who had been befallen by a terrible accident while walking the slippery rocks and cliffs along the ocean. Mm -hmm. There are just a lot of things that are off, like you said. The bruises on her body that were inconsistent with her cause of death. Mm -hmm. Her stepmother had actually remembered the funeral director noting that he had never seen, quote, a corpse look like that who is supposed to be a drowned person, unquote. Hmm. Oh, that's curious. Oh, that makes me feel uncomfortable. The disappearance of all her belongings and identification, which police never seemed to track down or offer an explanation for. Oh, I, th- I assumed uh, that there was like some search or some kind of like whatever. So both hotels, there's nothing like... Nothing. We don't know where her purse is. You could say maybe all she brought was the purse and that's why she carried it along with her. It had everything. She fell in the water. It got washed away. I don't know, man. Um, no. <laughs> as well as official documents that contradict one another, oh, which have been described by local filmmaker Rick Winslow as quote unquote infuriating. <laughs> None of the police records match up. No stories match up. The medical records and the police documents do not match up. Are you serious? Wait, how? How do they not match up? They contradict one another. Just with the wrong cause of death or I like... think it probably, whatever the police's story is about the cause of death 
uh, you know, how or this whatever, you know, because sometimes they'll be like, this is what we suppose happened. Does not match the findings of, again, we have the, the funeral director being like, I've never seen a drowned person look like that. Keep going. I have a bad feeling. Some are also quick to note that it seems like residents on the island didn't want to talk to police or that there was something that they knew and they weren't forthcoming. Is it that they're hiding something or is it that they just really don't know? Because the thing is, why are you going to talk to police if you don't know anything? Or why would you talk to the police if... if you do know something? Or why would you talk to the police Someone if... on Reddit thought it was those two women and that they <laughs> came up with the story because they said their key piece of evidence was they called out to her. That doesn't make any sense. And I'm like... No! Mm, what? No! <laughs> calm down, buddy. Calm down. Um, I have a terrible... Hey... This is just is the speculation zone. Big big specs. Big specs. Maybe the police are involved somehow, or maybe one of the officers is involved. Big speculation. I'm not saying they are. Perry Mason bobblehead. Are we good? We good, brother. Anyway, but yeah, it's so the fishiness of the contradicting reports. How do they access her room? Well, first off, my question is like, did they see anybody else go in and out of the hotel or the mm-hmm. inn? No, not no as keys. far as we... again. I don't have access. Yeah, I mean, like, so that's... I don't know what information they do have. Well, it's like, but the thing is, so I have. I am about to talk about them. So there are two people who have done research, and both of them were like looking at all of the evidence and the documentation. They're like. Something's not right. The people who have seen the documentation in modern day and are looking through it are like, no. I've seen footage. Oh, boy. They're like, no. So there, I, I just pulled this up here. So there are, there are some people who sort of believe that maybe her using a fake name coming up here, she was trying to escape something. Maybe her past, if there was somebody who you know, wanted to hurt her, and then they followed her here. Mm-hmm. I'm not super mm. sold on that. Yeah. Because... I mean, yeah, it's all... It's, just because she has a troubled path, like, we know she has mental health issues doesn't mean, like, oh, she's running from, like, drug dealers or something, you know? So mm. I'm not sold on that. A lot of people think suicide seems far-fetched. Something that, you know, it's like, oh, maybe she hit her head or something, like, she fell... And that's what the bruising is from. But the fact that it's like it's on her neck and we don't like, I don't know if they're literally saying like, ooh, it looks like she's been strangled. Or if it's like, oh, yeah, she has a like bruising on the left side of her face as in like she maybe fell and hit like we I just don't know. No way to know that. But the way that they say bruising on her face and neck, I'm like. Yeah, that's curious. Yeah. There was one other article, the listicle, so I kind of took it with a grain of salt that also said she had a cracked rib. Mm, okay. So don't know, like maybe a fall. I just don't. It, there's just not enough. And the people that have seen it, the documents, like her parents also seemed, so the, in the article where she's interviewed, this, her stepmother, she in 2009, she was 90 years old. And she was like, I have always felt like something was off. I've always felt like we weren't being told the whole truth. And it it always bothered her. So, Alice Wolper, who is a social worker and formal, former resident of Vinyl Haven, began her own research into the case because so many things bothered her about it, but also when she realized that she actually didn't know Bella's name Mm. because she was only ever referenced as the girl with the red purse on the island. Interesting. And that sort of also reminds me, and that's how Sloane was like, you know, have you covered girl with the red purse? Right. 
so it was that was really interesting to me because it's almost like a mythos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've talked about that where like, and this is more recent. You know, this reminds me of um, Bicycle Larry. Yeah. Where it's like, these they're, are they're, more recent. They're real yeah. people, real tragedies. And we don't really bother to learn. We just lear- boil down to the characteristic of, oh yeah, that person with this thing. But that also strikes me as interesting because it's like, could it be like, oh, there's a mythos about it. And like, this is the sort of thing that like, you know, an urban legend based on a true story that like you tell to like, keep your kids in line, like don't run off, don't, you know, you know, this is what happens when you aren't careful. Mm -hmm. Or is it that they're like, do do people know things? And they're like, it's better off to call her that so that way we don't have to remember that she was a person. (laughs) Obviously, people are going to believe what they want to believe. Yeah. I don't know. I know nothing, Dr. Phil. So she started researching and she was very much like, I don't like what I'm seeing. Right. And that's, you know, she's like, nothing is making sense. These stories don't add up. What the hell is going on? And she's the one that asserts that she's like, I don't think there ever was an actual proper investigation. So she may have been responsible for the Rockland police reopening the case in 2009, Mm -hmm. which again, um, Bella's stepmother was very happy about. She was very happy that they were revisiting the case. But in 2012, the police came to the same conclusion. No foul play was involved and the case was closed. And they said that because in the Bangor Daily News article from 2012 that referenced that said that they would be releasing a a new, you know, a new findings report. I couldn't fucking find it. Bangor Daily News did not report on it from what I can tell. And that's something that as we've been doing the podcast that I've realized is really frustrating is that. You know, you'll get snippets from documents being like, oh, yeah, they're going to be releasing this or, you know, there's forthcoming details, whatever. And then I don't know if just people stop caring. Mm -hmm. It's not an interesting thing to report about anymore, but it just isn't available. (laughs) And that's frustrating. Yeah. You know, I also had mentioned filmmaker Rick Winslow earlier. So he's from Rockland. And he actually released a movie about Bella Baldwin in 2013 titled The Girl with the Red Purse, which I could not find a lot of information on except for the Bangor Daily News article from 2012. And then also a pretty empty IMDb. It did have like a two minute clip from the movie. The other thing is Bangor Daily News. I have a bone to pick. The article linked the Facebook page. It is the wrong Facebook page. It's the Facebook page for the travel blog. Bad moves, BDN. Like what? Mm? But in our experience, BDN often uh, doesn't go through things with a fine tooth comb. Yeah, I found I did. Yeah. So that I was just kind of like, what the fuck? But he had said, quote, I want to make this film so that we can put this in everyone's face. Here it is. Here's what happened. You'll be interested to see how the film really ends. It's a travesty. This 19-year-old girl who didn't have anybody out to get her, here she ends up dead on a beach on an island on the coast of Maine. Why? Unquote. And that's the story of Bella Baldwin. That's it. Oh, boy. 2012 is the most recent article I could find. Man, that's really fucked up. I mean, I... It's, I mean, in it's my, fucked up. I'm, in my mind, obviously, it's foul play. Like, you could go ahead it and have the speculation. Feels like it. If you can, you can have the speculation about the bruises and all that. But the fact that all of her stuff is removed from her room—that's a huge where the, flag. Where is where the it? fuck is everything? Where is it? Yeah, it's like where is her stuff? Again, you could say if she fell. Because I think the idea is also that, so she's on Lane Island. She was staying on Vinyl Haven. I don't know how far Lane Island is from Vinyl Haven. Um, 
But I guess the idea is people think, oh, she fell off the cliffs, like a cliff or like the rocks on Vinyl Haven and washed ashore on Lane Island. So you could say, I get like, we don't know if she brought anything with her. Did she just bring her purse? And, um, you know, the purse well, just never washed up. Well, I mean, but if, I don't know. If people like, saw her walking around, they could attest if she was wearing different clothes. Which would indicate Fucking that she had fair. more shit. That's what, you know? so that's why you asked. Yes. <laughs> I assume I it sounds like this was a, nor- like, again, unless you're like, oh, maybe she only brought one pair of clothes because she was going to, you know, end her life. Uh- <laughs> and it's like, also, yeah. it seems, my first thought about the case here was that I was thinking of it, it might be related to human trafficking. And that was just like a, I don't think it is at this point. In Vinyl Haven? <laughs> there's human trafficking everywhere. I know there. Like, I know that there's, it's pretty obvious in certain parts of Portland. Yes. Depend, I'm not going to get into it, but it, it, it's not a surprise to a lot of people in that instance. This country is <laughs> full of human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not just all sex trafficking. The highest amount of human trafficking we find in the U.S. is labor focused. Fair. So, which but we found we have our body. We have our body. Yeah. So it's not. It's not. But and, it's just to me. It's like yeah. First woman by herself leaves for long stretches of time, and then is found in this situation. That was kind of my initial thought. I don't think it's human trafficking at this point. But yeah, because. From the letter that her friend has, it seems like what it sounds like to me is it was a young girl who is experiencing a lot of mental health issues. Maine is a very beautiful place. Mm -hmm. I just spent a fuck ton of time in Acadia and it was great for my mental health. Like getting away. She's a poet. It sounds like a lot of people who did see her, she carried a book around with her. And she was like, people saw her like writing. Mm-hmm. It seems like, I, again, I can't, I don't know because there's some, the articles reference like people saw her that do this and people saw her do that. And I'm like, so she seems normal. Yeah. This does not totally seem like, and again, I don't know what goes on in the head of a person who is suicidal. I don't. I don't think a lot of people know unless they are also suicidal. But there was just something about it that didn't seem like that's what it was. Right. And even if it was, where the fuck is her stuff? Yeah, that's a huge question right there. Like, where is all of her shit? Where'd it go? Why is it missing from her room? Those are like... that. Makes this like the neither most hotel, suspicious. neither hotel had a speck of anybody being there. Yeah, which and is like if she was there, like we can sort of assume if like with so many people seeing her, she was there. We don't know how long she was there, but it sounds like it was more than a couple hours. To me, that just keeps making it seem like maybe. Someone in authority had something to do with this. I feel like maybe we should speculation have, uh, zone, speculation spec- zone, speculation it's zone. Not saying that it happened. It's just uh, fishy. <sighs> or if somebody knows something and they're trying to protect it, we've seen that happen where it's like you're trying to protect a certain person, um, but it doesn't like it's it. It would be very interesting. I don't know if Alice Wolper still or. Um, Rick Winslow are still. Rick, tell us where like we can find up in it. There's movie. a part of me that is like, it sounds like they're doing a lot on their own, but there's a part of me that's like, it's not, it's not the same as like Effie McDonald's nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, Ayla Reynolds' family. Right. Or anybody that's like really key, like, you know, burning that fire like burning the candle isn't that show more of how potentially fucked up this case is though is that strangers to this person are getting very involved with trying to find out the truth because they're so upset i think her and i think at this point you know her stepmother was 90 yeah in 2009 
and it was only her stepmother that was interviewed, I'm also assuming that she probably doesn't have a lot of family left. I guess that, yeah. You know, or if there are, like, I... They might be distant enough that they're like, well, we know where she is, so we're not gonna... I don't know. Because there's still not a whole lot of... There's not a whole lot of information beyond um, the fact that I know that they spoke to her stepmother. Right. It's... There's part of me that does want to try and... like. I I have never tried to get my hands on documents, but the other thing is, if if you believe the fact that it's like someone's involved and people are trying to hide it, is it worth digging in? Yeah, it is. Mm. Yes, it is. I don't want to be Nick Cage in eight millimeter. <laughs> Well, you know, no one's calling you to do it, but it is the right thing to do. No, fair. Um, but it seemed like there were people doing it. I don't know if they still are. And they still might be. And it's just not public. But it's very difficult. I, pre- I exhausted everything that I could find, save for that one article, like the Down East article that is archived with the library. Hmm. Well, upsetting. <laughs> Thank you for this. Thank you, Sloan. Thank you. Thank you, Sloan, for, for telling us about this terrible, terrible case. Um, it is upsetting. It's, yeah, not very conclusive. And it is upsetting to hear about all this contradictory evidence. But be as upsetting as this episode is for you. We're going to be talking about one of your favorite things. And it's in our next Mainism. Hey, hey, it's a Mainism. One of my favorite things. One of your favorite games ever. What's your favorite board game? Monopoly? Yes. We're going to be talking about Monopoly. Do you know why? No. Because there's a Portland, Maine edition of Monopoly now. <laughs> It had to happen. Everybody was clamoring and saying, hey, why don't I get a Portland, Maine Monopoly so I can take advantage of amazing businesses and landmarks across uh, Portland like Bayside Bowl and and Preble Street. Uh (laughs) Preble Street has to be one of the ones that's like right in front of like... You know how, like, the cheaper properties are, like... Oh, oh I was literally <laughs> just thinking that. I was like, Preble Street, 100%, they put that as, like, uh, uh, Park is the more expensive one. What was the front, like, Centennial or something? I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, the two that are... It's Park Place yep. and Boardwalk. Yeah, those are the most expensive properties. Mm-hmm. I, so, also, I have a Bob's Burgers Monopoly. You do? Yes, <laughs> Well, do. you can add it to the collection. You can interact with 40 local businesses, landmarks, and organizations. Throughout the greater Portland area. I'm only allowed to own one because Allegra hates Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess I'm going to trade it out for this one. Uh, Let's see. Some of the businesses. Oh my God. I'm excited. Okay, tell me. The Tate House Museum. Oh. The Iris Network. Yep. Portland Observatory. Have you ever been to the observatory? No, I haven't. I've been wanting to go there. Oh my God. We took a trip there. Like in elementary school. That was one of the things we went to do. It's so cool. <laughs> do they have those like weird... Um, I feel like every observatory has like a laser light show that they no, do. No, it's, it's on... So it's not like... Uh, it's it's not like... <sighs> it's not a dome? No, it's not. It's a big tower. Oh, it's and you to get to ob- look through a telescope? It's You go up to the top and you... And you observe? Able, you're able to observe the ocean. Oh, very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh... More uh, fun businesses and locations, all that. Docking Slip. Main Narrow Gauge Railroad. Yep. Victoria Mansion. <gasps> Longfellow Books. Merrill Auditorium. The Children's Museum. Portland Community Squash. Bait. Portland Symphony Orchestra. Bayside Bowl. Casco Bay Lines. Boone's Fish Out. Preble Street. Becky's Diner. David's Restaurant. Hadlock Field. Portland Trail. Seabags. Custom House Wharf. The Down Easter. 
Gary Brewing Company, Riverside Golf Course, Boat Fuel, Maine Mainer, Mariners, University of Southern Maine, University of New England, Reduce, Reuse, Recycle, Maine College of Art and Design, Greater Portland Metro, The Boys and Girls Club of Southern Maine, Eastern Prom, Yacht Service, Portland Headlight, The Porthole, Arbor Fish Market, Evo Kitchen and Bar, Creative Portland, and Beach to Beacon. I want this. <laughs> I figured that you would want it. Uh but pretty cute that Monopoly. I didn't realize Monopoly was just making like little boards, uh, like I, additions for different cities. I knew they. I like playing. The thing is, Allegra hates playing Monopoly. But I'm trying to think of the people in my life that I would want to play Monopoly with, and my list just becomes who don't I want to play Monopoly with? <laughs> and I think that that's f- most people. Most people you don't want to play Monopoly with. No, no. I mean, I think for most people, if you're like, oh, do you want to play Monopoly? The first thing comes to mind is. Is this person on my list of people not to play Monopoly with? Right. I was just looking up the little pieces to see if they had any Portland-specific things, but it's just your standard Monopoly Please. pieces. Mm-hmm. Your car, what your do you shoe. Choose? Oh, what's my go-to? Yeah. I like the hat or the car or I the wait. battleship. I like the car. Yeah. <laughs> or the boot. The boot's fun. I like the boot. Nobody wants to be the thimble, though. Thimble's lame. I think I've been the thimble on occasion, just yeah. because like I was the last to choose. Yeah, but and, yeah, fair. And wheelbarrow was taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> thimble wheelbarrow. I think we lost a lot of them. <laughs> you know. I mean, they're so easy to lose. Did you know? It's one of those I things played... where, like, growing up, most of the games we had were missing at least two pieces. <laughs> I haven't played Monopoly in years. It's you been... want to play Monopoly? Kind of not really. That's the thing about Monopoly is that it takes seven hours to know. And like, you know, you're going to lose in the first one and a half hours. Except yeah. something that people don't realize is like there is a bartering aspect that a lot of people don't use. No. Yeah. You can make deals on the side. Just that that's allowed. Yeah. And a lot of people that's the part that's supposed to keep the game yeah, viable. Viable, funky, fresh, like... Um, Somewhat. I mean, like... Yeah, like, it's... You can yeah. you can position... Because uh, that's how I would play when I was very little and sort of blindly. I would just land on whatever thing. If I could afford to buy whatever I just landed on, I would mm. buy it immediately. Yeah. Because it was just, like, more properties and hoarding the properties. And then people would try to make deals with me to, like, trade certain properties for whatever right and i think that it it is more fun um but i tried to do that once and we were playing with our old roommate and it ended with me throwing some pieces at them (laughs) Uh, fun time (laughs) because allegra and i tried to band against them and they just like just still fucking steamrolled us (laughs) so you got salty Oh, I was really salty. I was like, bitch! (laughs) But I do like, I like seeing the game boards, like, for all the different versions. And sometimes they are really stupid lazy with them. Yeah. This is, like, This one seems, well, well, what I mean is, like, for example, like, there's a Sailor Moon one. And I'm like, for how are you going to do that? Yeah. I got to wonder. And it's just like, what am I going to do? Buy Sailor Mercury? Right. Maybe. I hope so. (laughs) Uh, Sailor Mars is your favorite, though. Sailor Mars is my favorite. But I like I do really like the Bob's Burgers one. It's very fun. That seems fun. It's very fun because it has it ha- you know one of the things that's so funny is like all of the really like think the, the different businesses that are like dad jokes and puns. <laughs> so it just brings it all back. It brings it all back to me. That's <laughs> like, cute. I, I love it. I like that. Yeah. Mm. But um, this seems really fun. I like that. Yeah, for sure, man. We'll get it next time. It's only $40. That's the other thing about I only own one. I got it. I got my Monopoly when I worked at Hot Topic and I had a discount. There you go. Which helps. Because most Monopolies are $40. and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I spend more than that on a video game now. So Yeah, but again... You have to really like Monopoly or have a list of people you do want to play Monopoly with. Yeah, it's like you're assuming you have friends when you purchase that thing. Absolutely. Friends to play with Monopoly with. Oof. <sighs> well, thank you all for listening to this episode. You can reach out to us at our Gmail at homegrownhorrorpod at gmail.com or on our Instagram at homegrownhorrorpod 
and let us know are we on your list of people you'd play monopoly with <laughs> are we um, on the monopoly short list for y'all yeah or you know do you have any stories or urban legends or anything from your hometown that you feel like people should know about and also we now have on spotify there is a q a section so you can let us know what'd you think of this episode do you have anything that you'd like to any theories or speculations speculation zone tm 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 next time you're on next time you're on spotify just the different tactic to get people to respond here next time you're on spotify and you're you're just like scrolling down on the page you see that little q a section just think to yourself some sad loser that makes a podcast just sat down and wrote this and is so desperate and ready for your questions and your comments and, and all they want to do is to engage. So just think about B and I on a, on a Tuesday night, typing this up. Oh, I hope someone responds this I hope time. someone responds. There you yeah. go. Let's see if pity works. You can, yeah, you can also <laughs> leave us some stars and a review on Apple Podcasts. But most of all, we're just really, really happy that you're here yes. and you are continuing this journey with us. I would also like everyone to know, because this is going to be coming out, oh, shit. it's going to come out on the 12th, something very, very special is going to be happening in Portland on the Friday the 13th. We're going to... Yes. Damnation Land! We bought our tickets. featured. We're going there. we're going. Um, I'm very excited because I know a lot of the people who have directed the films this year. For those of you who don't know, it is a horror film festival that is all local. And I... I'm so fucking excited to finally go. It's going to be so much fun, dude. Like, And that's our bonus this month. <laughs> that's going to be a bonus. Whatever we're going to... We don't know what we're seeing, but whatever we see, we're going to talk about it. I'm so excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's It'd be cool to go to all the nights that they have featured, but this will be a lot of fun anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going. We'll see you there, maybe. Maybe if you're... Yeah. Hit us up if you are going to be there. Um, But thank you, as always, for listening. And we'll see you all in the next one. Bye. Bye.